The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Today, joined by Chuck Carroll from CBS. Raj Geary will be joining us in a little bit. Chuck, how's it going, man? It's going good, Glenn. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm a big fan of your site. You guys do good work. Yeah, we try. Thanks for joining us. So we're going to talk sure. about SmackDown Live today for March 21st, 2017. We're also going to talk about the latest in WWE news as we head into WrestleMania. Hard to believe it's just a little over a week away. So I guess let's start with uh, what was an interesting story yesterday that got a lot of attention that Vince McMahon was in a car accident. <laughs> God bless TMZ, right? They come up yeah. with these, with these wonderful stories. Yeah, not kayfabe, not not some crazy, you know, his limo exploded. No, he just crashed his black Bentley. Uh, there were photos uh, making the rounds on the internet. He appears to have walked away without a scratch, and it was just a routine fender bender. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what I understand, the details surrounding the crash still haven't exactly come out, but uh, TMZ did post the 911 audio, and at first, the woman who called it made it sound like it was bigger than it actually was, and like you said, it turned out to be a minor fender bender. What I thought was so funny is that, you know, there's Vince in this big, expensive Bentley, and then if you see the pictures, he's totally just dressed completely casual on his way to the office. Looks like he was going to the gym to get a workout, to be quite quite honest with you. Yeah, and you know, it's, the photos looked funny um, in the sense that he just looked sort of nonplussed by the whole thing, just kind of oh, like, yeah, eh, whatever, you know, just annoyed <laughs> more than anything. I mean, God bless him. The man is uh, doing well. You know, he's withstanding every accident, everything the universe. It seems like almost, you know, if I don't want to get too much into Vince McMahon as the caricature, but it's like the universe is subtly, you know, trying to test him in his old age, and he just keeps taking it all in stride and then walking away from it, you know? Yeah, Vince is too stubborn to die you know what i mean and so this little car crash i'm telling you if this man can still stay in the ring after tearing what two quad tendons the one time and he you know still managed to just kind of sit in the corner of the ring in a minor fender bender vince is just gonna walk this one off like it's no problem i don't care if he's what 70 years old now he'd still walk this one off at 90 95 years old no problem for vince yeah, yeah, these are just really the trials of, uh, you know, aging and living the long, healthy life that he is. So he's doing fine, uh, thankfully. And uh, yeah, kind of kind of a non-story, but interesting nonetheless. Um, so what are you hearing now about, I guess, two other things that, that have really broken um, recently? The rumor, again, that the Hardys are going to the WWE, that there's still talks, even though we got, we, I feel like we get this rumor every other week lately right so here's here's what i have for my ring of honor sources is that they are signed for the immediate future and what the immediate future was they were very tight-lipped about um there were other reports out there that their contract expires april 1st 
not coincidentally, right before WrestleMania. Um, of course, they have that big show in Lakeland, not far away from Orlando, uh, down there with Ring of Honor as well. Will they drop the Ring of Honor titles and then appear magically at WrestleMania? That remains to be seen. I'd kind of be surprised, especially with all of this litigation now that's going on between them and Anthem Media, that whole fallout with Impact. Um, but I have not heard one way or the other whether they are going to show up in WWE. If you ask me to flip a coin at this point, I'd honestly tell you probably not. That's just that's just my gut. Yeah, I mean, kind of crazy. Just that this rumor, I don't think will ever really die. Um, you know, because yeah. I think so many people want to see it. So it's just going to keep persisting every time there is availability. Um, cool. So oh, we have Raj there. Hey, Raj. Oh, Raj is muted. <laughs> we cannot hear Raj, but we can't see hear him. Raj. Hello, In Raj. A different location. <laughs> what is going on? So we'll get the complete story about that when Raj's audio works. Uh, so Chuck, what have you heard about the latest in the backstage fallout with the page situation? <laughs> ben, I was, I'm actually surprised you didn't lead with this. Um, yeah. From what I understand, and this is, you know, just, you got to think about this. Take away the fact that it's WWE. Just think about this from a humanity standpoint. This sucks. You can't yeah. possibly punish anybody for this happening she obviously did not leak these videos those photos you know you can't hold anybody from hollywood accountable for all of those hacks it would be unfair to punish her it would be unfair to punish uh the other two gentlemen in there i don't know if you're you're naming them um because to the best of my knowledge they haven't responded although on monday night raw you did see it very briefly alluded to in that New Day segment. Um, but as far as punishing them, when there has been a precedent of not punishing Seth Rollins for similar incidents, I honestly, it's just embarrassing, but I don't think that this is going to get her in any sort of hot water, even though she's already on thin ice with the company. Yeah, you know, I think it also brings more attention to it um, at this point. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm not as finger on the pulse of everything that is happening in the latest moment on the internet, perhaps as I used to be um, as a younger man. A lot of these leaks, I hear about it actually when the celebrity releases a statement. So when Paige released a statement about these leaks, that's the first time that I heard about this story. And I yeah. feel that if the WWE were to take action, that's only going to put an even greater magnifying glass. That's going to make even the more casual fans take notice of this, go on the internet and start searching, which is what I think they don't want to have happen. Sure. It's a family-oriented company, a publicly traded company. What does WWE possibly have to gain by talking about this? It's really not WWE's problem other than one of their talents was hacked. You know, yeah. WWE should not have a comment on this situation. This is a very personal issue. And to go back to what you were saying about not having your finger on the pulse of things, I'm married. So I yeah. really don't have my finger on the pulse on these kinds of things. And I wasn't aware of it until Paige released that statement as well. And then it was just like, wow that completely sucks for her yeah absolutely and what i feel it really comes down to is there's so much news that breaks that you know if i'm on twitter and you see that something's trending or if i'm on reddit and i see that something happens that's one thing but when i take a day or two away you know and all i see is maybe what's the top news item on facebook that's actually for me how the story popped up was all the sites covering page's statement and then it was like oh my god what's going on here <laughs> um so yeah i think that's the thing you know in terms of how we get the news and there's a certain part of the audience is always going to know about the latest gossip in the wwe regardless of what it is sure. um, backstage but yeah it's it's when the wwe gets involved makes statements uh issues punishments that's when it becomes a huge huge story uh, so i'm actually curious how much of the wrestling 
fan base really knows even what's going on with this. Now, I mean, backstage, it's just going to be a couple of ribs. It's going to be embarrassment. You know, when she shows up backstage again, she'll probably turn red. People will. And I'm sure that she got a lot of supportive texts as well. I mean, I mean, she just got screwed over in this in this case, you know, so what are you going to do? It's one of those things. We don't know the details surrounding why these were leaked. We don't know if this was revenge. We don't know if this was somebody's friend who got access to the phone that these images were on. I, we, we just don't know. I will say that from what I understand was that it looked like somebody actually had the phone with these images on it and mm. were taking either stills or recording video on their phone from the other phone. So that would kind of tell you doing, you know, really elementary detective work that it would be somebody close to the situation that actually leaked these. Yeah, maybe. And we haven't heard anything yet from uh, Brad Maddox. I know he deleted his Twitter and somebody reclaimed it and put some of these images up there, which is very unfortunate. Very wow. Unfortunate way for this to have gone. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, of course, Wrestling Inc. will have all the latest on the situation as the fallout from it continues to develop. So let's talk a bit about SmackDown last night. Uh, I guess the the big news coming out of it was that first um, the first match. I mean, we had the segment we opened up. Daniel Bryan was talking uh, with AJ Styles, talking about you know the fallout still from last week of Shane versus AJ and their confrontation and the setup for WrestleMania. But we went to a tag team match opening the show between the Usos and American Alpha. And uh, even though American Alpha putting on perhaps the best match they've had on the main roster, or certainly uh, one of them, they uh, dropped the belts to the Usos. Right. And uh, what do you make of that? That sort of weird development that here we are a week out from WrestleMania and all of a sudden SmackDown's paying attention to their tag teams again after having them off TV largely for the past uh, couple months. You know, you could read a lot into it and you could say, okay, well, they're going to put the emphasis on the tag belts and some people would connect the dots and say, oh, well, that's because the Hardys are coming. They're putting more Mm. emphasis on that. Eh, Again, I'm not sold on that. What I will say is that I am really glad for the Usos that they got that. They were a very, very popular tag team that lost a ton of momentum when they got paired with Roman Reigns more than a year ago at this point. Yeah. And that heat just followed them to the point where they had to turn them heel. And so it's great. These are a really good uh, set of workers. You know, they're not as athletic as American Alpha, but who is? But I'm happy to see them get the belt. I will tell you this, Glenn, this is going to be a very short run with those belts. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't drop them at Mania. Uh, And who do you think gets them? It could be American Alpha getting them right back unless some, you know, magical other team comes and just scoops them right up. I don't think Bree Zango is going to get them. Well, that's a shame. And as we <laughs> saw from South Bar Regional Wrestling, Brizango is being woefully underused on. <laughs> um, those are very, very talented guys, and they've you know I mean not to to wax poetic about Brizango, uh, but there was that match. I can't remember what pre-show it was. A couple of pay-per-views ago, it was a pre-show match, and Brizango got a chance to really do something uh and it, I mean, it just, and it just proved these guys can actually work in the ring i mean i think they're just being hampered by this gimmick that that you know leaves them as a comedy act which i think you could say the same about probably the majority of tag teams on both rosters. right right hey we got rusher yeah can you guys hear me hey, hey yeah. look at that there he is. Hey, how's it going What's up, buddy? it's going well man how's it going with you uh nuts i feel like i'm being hacked you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the only one this week yeah, my main computer stopped working, tried using my wife's, the microphone's not set up on there. So try my laptop. So if I'm a little fuzzy, I apologize. But uh, but yeah, g- g- glad I could finally get on. Absolutely. Yeah, 
So what do you think, Raj, about the Usos uh, winning the belts last night? I thought it was great, actually. Um, I think Chad and uh, Gable and Jordan had just been kind of stale for a while. And so, I mean, I think I think the fans feel that, too, which is why, the, you know, there was the big pop. And hopefully them chasing, they can get some of that steam back um, because they've been badly booked so far. So I think uh, I, th- I thought it was uh, I thought it was the right the right call. Yeah, it was a great match last night. Certainly a great showcase for them. Both teams, actually. So I thought it was a good way to kick off the show. Um, but I don't know what they do with this. I mean, we'll talk about Talking Smack later. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Usos on uh, Talking Smack after saying they want to face the Bullet Club at WrestleMania, you know, and trying to make that happen. And I was like, man, okay, so that's not happening. Quite yeah, that's a whole lot happening there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Have you heard anything about SmackDown going into to Mania, the SmackDown tag titles, Raj? Well, they were pushing it on talking smack, but I just can't see them adding another uh, another match just because they got you know so many. So um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if Uso. I mean, I, I personally see them in the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I hadn't heard any talk about them adding another match. So um, so yeah, we uh, we'll see. I, I I I don't see it happening though. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, what's the other big news at a SmackDown last night? I felt like last last night was a lot of again setting up everything that's going to be happening. Uh, we had Luke Harper cutting a promo, uh, setting up his match next week uh, between Harper and Bray Wyatt. Um, then what? Well, we did get the the parody uh, part one of the Total Bellas parody with the Miz and Maurice. <laughs> uh, so, Raj, we'll go to you first on this. What did you think about this recurring through line last night on SmackDown? I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought Miz and Maurice were just great. Uh, and Miz has just been fantastic in this whole thing. I think he, you know, they've been really carrying this feud. I mean, Cena cut an awesome promo on talking smack, but, uh, they've just been, I think their careers have just kind of gone to another level. I almost think they should win at WrestleMania. I know that's probably not the plan, but you know, Cena's leaving for a while. Uh, it's probably Nikki's last match. You could still have them get beat be down and then still do the proposal afterwards and it ends on a nice, um, you know, with a nice moment for them while still giving Miz and Maurice the bump since they're going to be on SmackDown and, you know, he's one of their top heels right now. Yeah. Chuck, how about you? What did you think of the segment? You know, I I loved it. I've been a fan of this uh, whole thing since it it started. And, you know, we heard rumors to the effect that this would happen. The seed was planted long ago when the Miz started mocking Daniel Bryan. And it's so it kind of set up this whole family feud, if you will. Um, and I, I, I agree with what Raj said. I think that this is really made Miz shine. We had seen him kind of just fall off a little bit. He too got stale. It was like you were talking about with American Alpha. He just got a little bit stale. And then this just completely breathed new life into his character. And he's cut some fabulous promos. And like him or hate him, John Cena is amazing on the microphone. So you get those two together, you have that kind of synergy. And all of a sudden, you got Miz, like you said, on a whole other level. And it's not hurting Maurice either, because up until this point, she had just been eye candy again. So now you actually have something for her as well this has just been a win-win for everybody involved yeah i thought this was very good last night uh you know one thing we should talk about that was a bit of news that came out of smackdown uh where was moro last night moro ronaldo uh he was not there for commentary second re- week in a row uh raj have you heard anything about this yeah but i don't i don't want to speculate i think it's i think it's more personal in nature it's gotcha. not i don't it's not him being released or anything like that yet um so um 
so yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, he, had, he wasn't on the last two weeks, obviously. So um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he was definitely missed. I mean, his presence on there really adds something to the show. Although JBL, I don't know if there's a pill or a patch or some sort of supplement <laughs> I can take. Um, I would just like to love life about a fifth as much as JBL does from week to week on SmackDown. That man is just happy to be there. Well, I thought, you know, I've said this before, but I, I thought SmackDown commentary was the best when they just had Moro and the King. Like, I, yeah. like just the two of them, uh, they, I thought they were the best broadcasting duo WWE's had in a while. And uh, it, it's the commentary team's hurting, although I thought uh, Tom Phillips really stepped it up the last couple of weeks. I thought he, he's, been, he's been pretty good on commentary. Yeah, and David Otunga was definitely there this week. So I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chuck, what do you think? I mean, look, obviously, Marv Ridallo is completely missed. I think that a four-man booth in SmackDown is entirely too many. Uh, I don't understand what David Otunga, you know, what his reason for being there is other than associating him with his famous wife. I honestly don't know. Uh, but God bless him for still having a job. But I, I really think that they need to kick that booth down to three guys maybe even two like you said tom phillips has really stepped up his game i'd be curious to see what it's just like with morrow and jbl maybe just test things out a little bit and then bring tom phillips in from time to time maybe do that three-man booth but otunga's got to go man yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't even think jbl would notice if otunga wasn't there at this point. no um, you know, we should get to one other news story, Chuck, because I know you got a heart out in a little bit, and then we'll get back to, to SmackDown. Um, so what's what's the news about WWE bringing back the Bad Blood pay-per-view? You know, they dust off these pay-per-views every now and again. It's it's no big surprise to me that they're going to be doing this. It's just a name. They have a spot to fill. Obviously, they want as many pay-per-views as possible now that they have the network. And that's probably all that this is. I would not read very much into this other than they had a name. It's already established, even though it was a decade ago. And they're just dusting it off and putting it on the network. Yeah, I was surprised because I, I wrote about this last night. And I was surprised at the amount of feedback that this got because... Ultimately, these B shows, it's just a name unless it's a, you know, something like Money in the Bank where there is an actual uh, theme where there's an actual match that relates to it. These are just names. They're interchangeable and it doesn't matter. So, right. Uh, I'm surprised that people care, <laughs> you know, about uh, bringing bad blood back. You know what I'd be curious about and just go with this literally just popped in my head. What if they brought back Taboo Tuesday? So they have this <laughs> this WWE network and that was kind of an interactive show. I think that they could actually make that work now with the network being there. Call me crazy. Glenn, what do you think? You know, I, I would like to see them just bring go back and do a lot of retro, uh, bringing back stuff that works, stuff that failed. I always get a kick out of it. Um, and anything that involves a gimmick, I'm in favor of, you know, whether yeah. it's the internet deciding what the matchup's going to be, uh, you know, I, totally, I, I don't know. Yeah, I totally think because they're so into social media that I think that's a, a great idea. But, um, you know, obviously Tuesday nights are stacked, but if they found a way to do it on Sunday, you know, call it Cyber Sunday or something like that. Right. Where, and that's another one that could dust off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I totally think that's a, a great idea. And I'm surprised they haven't done that more because they are so into their social media numbers and everything. Yeah, it's, I'm sure we're going to just see more of it, though, now that we're doing, what, 20 plus pay-per-views a year? I mean, between the two brands, whatever it works out to. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. How's it felt to you guys being here in WrestleMania season? It's like, oh, my God, we've only had, what, two pay-per-views this year so far. This feels like so much breathing room compared to where we were at in the fall. Well, we've had three. 
Do we have three so far? We oh, had uh, no, we've had Fastlane so far, and then we had the SmackDown one, and then the Royal Rumble. Oh, the Royal Rumble. We've had three still. My point stands. Here we are in March, right. one a month. Feels so nicely paced. Yeah, it's given the storylines plenty of time to develop. It's given them time to breathe and just kind of sink in. And I think that this is the way that things should be. You know, you can't have these two-week feuds and then consider those matches on the pay-per-views a blow-off match. Like, you you need to build that stuff for three, four, five weeks, two months. You know, like, give it room to breathe. I love this, but I know that for the rest of the year, it's just going to be shoved down our throats because they have to feed the beast and they have to get those network subscribers and they need to retain the network subscribers. So that's what we're going to see. So enjoy it until WrestleMania because it's not going to last. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's about to change. I mean, they've already announced their schedule, you know, up until Blab Button July. And so we're back to two a month, uh, you know, after WrestleMania. So yeah, it's payback again. Payback on April 30th, backlash on May 21st, then extreme rules. It's right after that. So backlash is really when things kick up and we go back to every uh two weeks. From there, it's even every two to three weeks. Going backlash to extreme rules to money in the bank to battleground. Um, and then we get a little bit of a reprieve uh between battleground and or no, there's gonna be anyone. It's like battleground two weeks later, unknown event um is being speculated, and then SummerSlam. So wow. Yeah, we're we're in it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, picking up, kind of crazy, kind of there. Uh, well, Chuck, thanks for joining us today. I know you got to head out. Uh, where can people find your stuff on the web, gentlemen? Uh, just give me a follow uh, at Chuck Carroll WLC. That's C A R R O L L WLC. Uh, that's my Twitter account, and then you can also follow me at uh, CBS. Literally, my columns are syndicated, so they're on CBS New York, LA, DC, Miami, et cetera, et cetera. So go ahead and just type in Chuck Carroll in your Googles, and all of my wrestling stuff will come up. Cool, man. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, th- thanks. Thanks, Chuck. We'd love to have you back. Uh, hopefully next time it's less chaotic. Oh, guys, I would love to come back. I'm actually a huge fan of your site. You guys do awesome work. I'm seriously impressed with what you guys do over there. Well, thank you. And, and, and it's, it goes the same with you. We're a big fan of your interviews and everything and your columns. So uh, definitely love to see you back. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You have, uh, you know, you got my number, you got my email. So give me a call and I'll come running. Absolutely. Well, Thanks, John. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. So, Raj, uh, Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton last night. What Real quick, you? I'm on my laptop. Yeah, yeah. Do I, does, does the sound sound pretty bad? Your sound's fine. Your okay. frame rate is a little stuttery, but your sound's great, man. Okay. Um, so Baron Corbin, I'm sorry, what, uh, Corbin versus Orton last night on SmackDown. So it was smacked. Uh, sorry. I couldn't hear you. Oh, man. I'm a mess today. Uh, so SmackDown live last night, let's get back to talking about the show. We had Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton in a match that was interrupted by Dean Ambrose setting up the IC title shot, uh, title match at WrestleMania. Um, uh, you know, another, you know, I, I think we all saw this coming. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't add some sort of step to it. Uh, but yeah, it's another match. You know, I thought SmackDown last night was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought, so did you already go through the opening segment with Chuck? Uh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a little bit and then you joined us right when we were wrapping up, uh, the Usos versus American Alpha. Yeah, and I think uh, Dennis is going to jump on here in a second, too. Oh. Um, Everyone's kind of yeah, coming I by. I think uh, Ambrose, uh, you know, what's that? Oh, I was making jokes. that everyone's stopping by today. Uh, cool, man. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, uh, I think uh, Ambrose retains, and um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's too soon um, for Corbin. I mean, I don't know. They could do some stuff with it, but I don't know that it'll be. Uh, I just don't see the. I don't know that Corbin has a great title run in him yet, you know? Um, Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Having sorry, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry. We're minor technical difficulties, folks. Here, let me uh, try turning off my video I, I, I can hear you fine oh now it's coming through no. okay um so what do you yeah. think i mean what do you think about the idea of corbin having a title run at this point in his career do you think he's ready for it or he still needs some work i think that's the logical next step i just don't think it'll happen yet um i, I think they already have several title changes planned for wrestlemania so you kind of want to limit which which belts you know you switch so i don't i, I don't see them doing that one but i, I do see it happening I, I do think that's where this feud ends up is with Baron Corbin as Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. It's clear they got big things for him. I mean, he, he you know, he eliminated Braun Strowman in the Royal Rumble. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty big deal because of, you know, where they see Braun Strowman and they've got big plans for him. So what did you think last night of the backstage segment with Orton and uh, Bray and uh, the extended Wyatt family, these people that we normally don't see on TV in the masks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I just, Orton Wyatt stuff just doesn't do it for me. And I think uh, as a buildup for a WWE championship match, I thought, I thought all the Orton stuff was weak. Bray Wyatt, I thought was, was decent, but uh, yeah, I just, I just thought, you know, Triple H, uh, he was on, uh, what was that? The Cheap Heat podcast this week. And he, t he talked about Randy Orton. He had a lot of the criticism that, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of us say and that, I mean, he said that Randy Orton's very good, but he feels like Orton doesn't quite get to where he could be. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just feel that with his promos and his matches, he's just not, they just don't blow me away. Yeah. Something's missing. You know, I think that people like him, people like the RKO, but uh, with the rest of it, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's still lacking a little something there. So last night, you know, I tried, I tried online even to be cute about this, but Fandango versus John Cena. What do you make of the fact this match even happened? Um, I mean, I get that they wanted to do something. Um, but when I saw that on-screen graphic, I mean, that, I mean, to me was just like, I mean, if someone would have told me that, you know, if I hadn't seen it on the air, I would have been like, that's a joke, right? Like that somebody generated that in Photoshop. Like, why are they doing this match in 2017? I thought it, I thought it was good because you wanted Cena to have a squash match. So I'd rather him squash somebody that's not necessarily in the plans or like in a top match at WrestleMania. Like I'm I'm, I'm better with them doing this than having him beat uh, AJ Styles or someone like that. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I think uh, so. I I didn't mind it for what they wanted. It, it wasn't it was nothing. It was a nothing match. But uh, with where they were going, you know, it was meant to just showcase John and Nikki. So. Uh, this was fine. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as doing Carmella and James Ellsworth again. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis uh, Farrell is joining us once again. Dennis, good to see you. Uh, Tyler Breeze uh, in drag as Nikki Bella. Dennis, did it give you any confusing feelings seeing I him enter the was, ring? I thought it was hilarious. Uh, you, you know, we we complain that wrestling is not clever. Uh, they don't change things up. But this is not something I've seen in a very, very, very long time. 
and, and it left me going, hey, that's fresh. That's refreshing. And I thought it was funny. It didn't have no meaning, no reason, but I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, for me, I mean, I guess it's you good. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was I, I was not a fan of that. No, how come? I thought it got over like a fart in church when uh, Tyler Breeze came out dressed as Nikki Bella. And I don't know. I just thought it was it was a little too. It was, it's just just I thought it just distracted from the Cena, uh, Nikki, Ms. Maurice story. But uh, it was something. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> I'll tell you, after seeing Southpaw regional wrestling and seeing what Fandango and Tyler Breeze can do again, I mean, it was nice to see them at least in a more prominent spot last night, um, even though I mean, Fandango didn't even get any offense in the match. I mean, he took like three bumps and then uh, Nikki came out, you know, and that was the ending. I thought it was interesting last night that we saw um, some uh, mixed gender action in that match and then the one with Ellsworth. I mean, we saw Nikki uh delivering some moves on tyler and then we saw becky you know kicking ellsworth i thought that was interesting we, have, we haven't seen that as much lately yeah you know I, my question is do you think they're starting to condition us to 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 be accepting of what's about to happen at wrestlemania like this is just kind of nudging us forward it's like hey you're about to get a heavy dose of this let's ease you guys in a little bit to which part exactly <laughs> the inner gender. I mean, I yeah. I don't think you'll see a, any uh, male on female violence. They've pretty much done away with that. But you know, I don't know if you're you know if it's acceptable. If we're going to complain about the uh, women on male violence, I, I don't think I have a problem with that. I don't think anybody really does. But maybe they're just trying to condition us, ease us into it. Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah, I thought the match for what it was, you know, it was it was good. Um, so Raj is having technical difficulties. He's going to bounce. Dennis and I are going to finish up the podcast here. And uh, before we get to talking about more SmackDown Live, I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is DDP Yoga, DDPY. So Diamond Dallas Page going into the Hall of Fame 2017 class coming up in a little over a week here, WrestleMania weekend. And... You've heard us talk about DDPY, DDP Yoga, all the guys that love using it, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Goldust, Mick Foley, gotten in the best shape of their lives. We've got a deal for you. If you've been on the fence thinking about starting it, now is the time to take control of your life, take control of your health with DDPY. You can get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off, or you can get uh, the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, and that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Now, this app includes the DDPY workouts, includes motivational messages from Diamond Dallas Page himself. It includes cooking lessons, everything you need to really get on track with DDPY. You can get with the DDP Yoga Now app. And of course, the DDPY DVDs have all the great workouts that Diamond Dallas Page has become famous for. And you saw, in fact, during those Total Bellas parodies last night, a nice shout out to DDPY there with John Cena giving Nikki Bella a Diamond Dallas Page DDP Yoga workout set. Um, let's go now to our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. We've also got a special deal where you can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get the 50% off the second one. Again, that link is ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Take control of your health, take control of your life. We thank them for sponsoring the show. And once again, congrats to Diamond Dallas Page on his induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. So, Dennis, speaking about comedy we talked about the first segment last night but what did you think last night of the total bellas parodies and the miz and maurice and the job they did parodying john cena and nikki bella and brie bella uh, for that matter 
it it was fun. I I laughed. To me, the last we've knocked Raw and SmackDown hard when they fall on their face with some of the bits and skits and everything they do. But the this last week for Raw and SmackDown, I found a little bit more enjoyable. I you know, Raw was a great Raw. I had fun with it. SmackDown, it was funny. I look personally, I like funny wrestling. I know. It's taboo now to say that you like funny wrestling and people just need to like wrestling and depend on where you're from, what region you like this kind or this guy. I like to laugh. I have enough stress in my everyday life that I watch wrestling to escape from the everyday monotony, whether it's the violence, the acting, the wrestling, the storytelling. Funny is funny. And that was funny to me. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, you know what it feels like to me with a lot of this stuff? It's the same thing with Southpaw Regional Wrestling. I Great. get to this point. Oh, well, I get to this point, though. It's like, am I laughing at this because it's really genuinely funny? Or is it like that thing when you're in high school and a bunch of your friends get together with a video camera and make a movie? And it's like, well, I know these guys. I know these people. And this is very funny if you know them. You know, so it's like I go back and forth sometimes where I'm like, is this genuinely, uh, genuinely like, humor that anyone would find or is it just that we're so ingrained in it all i think it's so, it entertaining i think it's so ingrained because I, if you were to take the total bella segment to somebody else like my eight-year-old daughter walked in looked and said what the heck is this and walked out hey listen if you're not a wrestling fan and you're not engrossed every week in these characters you wouldn't get it you wouldn't like it you probably wouldn't think it's funny but you know it, it's like a fart joke you're kind of right you know a fart joke still funny to some of us nerdy guys in school and a fart to me uh, a wrestling parody will always be funny to me and some of it i think is also just inside humor i mean it's the same thing whether it's comic books or star trek or any other thing that's worthy of geekdom which wrestling definitely is is that once you get so ingrained in it it's just all the inside jokes all the things only a fan would get like that play is 10 times better to you because it is something you have to be familiar with the source material to really find appreciation in the John Cena rules were great. Oh, I yeah. I think Maurice made a better Bella than Miz made a John Cena. But John, but he had John Cena's voice down. Yeah, he did the best that he could with it. I mean, given that he, uh, even seeing how he like tried to puff up his chest, you know, and compensate for the difference in body type, I thought it was, it right. was very well done for the WWE. Um, so, yeah, we uh, also had a match last night, Becky Lynch versus Carmella, that just really devolved into chaos um, with every woman on the roster coming out. What, thoughts uh, on the match last night, Dennis, but then also what, what, what do you think is going to happen in Mania with the SmackDown women's title being on the line? The, the match itself was fine. It was just there to set up, you know, Carmella being worthy of being in WrestleMania and, you know, everybody's after this belt now, you know, uh, to me, I'm not sure how they're going to going to set it up. They're going to do something like I'd love to see some sort of, you know, she stays out there, wrestles everybody or a battle Royal maybe, but what it'll probably be is two people start out in the ring. The loser gets out, the winner stays in. Then, you know, then the next will probably be a drawn out thing They, they I don't think they've even put a stipulation yet on what kind of match it's going to be at WrestleMania. Have they? Uh, no, I don't believe so. But every available woman, on the SmackDown roster, which to me sounds like every available, that's like a, a wedding. Every available woman who's not married, come and stand here. We're going to cost the bouquet. Uh, it's very interesting phrasing. Every available woman. I, um, I think SmackDown needs to have one or two enhancement talents to give us a different match each week because it just seems like 
every week it's like the same five characters because SmackDown's a smaller roster, a smaller show, and I absolutely get it, fans out there. So please don't knock me on that. But I think they need to throw in every once in a while an enhancement match or a jobber match or whatever you want to call it just to give us a, a little sense of something different, a different matchup. Because, you know, Baron Corbin and Randy Orton, I'm sure you guys have already touched on that. Great match. That was almost a pay-per-view you know, matchup right there. Shouldn't have been on the throwaway SmackDown. Well, and with the interruption and everything there, I mean – a lot of segments last night, I thought it was a very, very good SmackDown, very enjoyable, very entertaining. But much like Raw this week, so much of it is just setting up what's to come at WrestleMania. And that's the thing. Corbin versus Orton had it been given time to breathe a bit more and been its own thing would have been great. But we kind of knew that this is just counting down, you know, the seconds until Dean Ambrose shows up. Right. Um, people in the chat are saying, you know, if Tamina is cleared to wrestle, she could be a surprise during the Mania match for the SmackDown women. I, I would, I, you know, at this point, I don't care who becomes champion. I'd like to see Bliss do it, but at some point, you have to sell me somebody believable to take her on. And I don't know, other, Tamina, it may, if they would have given that, and the character had time to breathe, but if she would have had time to develop into a champion, I would, I could get, get in step with her personality. They, she didn't really have a chance because a, a champion personality is always different from a challenger's personality or someone chasing yeah. it. I'd like to see how characters change when they have the belt, whether it's for the good or the bad, or if they're a fighting champion. You know, I would like to see her hold that belt more and have, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss chase it for a little bit because I think Bliss could be downright dirty in that champion. Mm-hmm. Well, although I'll tell you, you know, if Tamina were to show up, Tamina versus Alexa, I mean, just with Alexa's small stature, that would make Tamina look like Nia Jax, even though she's not nearly, you know, of, of that, like, uh, towering size. And the only problem with that is if they didn't already have uh, uh, Seth Rollins doing the, you know, knee injury angle coming back, yeah, they would do it. But it just seems a little too much to have two people coming back from a knee injury on one show, even though it's WrestleMania. Does that make sense or am I overthinking that? You know, I think maybe uh, the the Tuesday after, maybe the SmackDown after we might see some returns yeah. there. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, people in the chat are saying Mickey could very well end up getting it off Alexa and then setting up a Mickey Becky feud going forward. There's a lot of different ways it can go. Naomi could uh, make a surprise return and win the belt back. I think people would be happy to see that. I guess the good news about this is, yeah, there are multiple uh, ways that this could end and a lot of interesting directions that it could send the storyline in, which is a good place to be in. Yeah. Um so last night when AJ was backstage waiting for Shane to arrive, car pulled up uh, and it was Rhino and Heath Slater instead. Good to see that they're doing well and on TV. Um, but then we went out and had Shane cutting a promo, AJ coming out and interrupting him. And this segment I thought was good, but man, it was a big build up to that last spot with uh, Shane uh, putting AJ on the table and then diving off the ring post over to him, which I thought looked fantastic. But did you think this went on too long before it got to that point? Yeah, I think this would have been fun. And, and, you know, SmackDown, once again, is a short show. But if this would have been, like, early in the night, because you did the same exact thing the week before. Shane shows up. Wait, And by the way, and I, and I do this for humor sometimes, guys, so I don't take this seriously. I read some of the comments. I love reading the comments, you know, for the, for the WrestleLink podcast. Why is Shane McMahon showing up with four minutes left in the show? With with ten minutes left in the show, he shows up. <laughs> have 
have it happen at the beginning of the show, have it happen maybe even in the middle of the show. Sell me that there's a little traffic. But at some point, when you have an eight-hour workday and you come rolling into the office with seven hours is you know gone and you only have an hour left of work, they're gonna tell you to go home, right? It, it is weird. It is weird, this idea. Although maybe he was at the venue earlier in the day and then just went back to his hotel room to conduct business there Forgot because something. things are so hectic, you know, on show night. Yeah, you know, I, I think if you're going to if you're going to sell me on almost the same exact thing, you, know, you, you have AJ waiting in the garage from the pull up, do it a little bit earlier to give it a different <laughs> feel in the show. I think a lot of placement in the show gives something a different feel a little bit later. So I would have been OK with that. There is something also sort of weird about the wrestling logic of, okay, so I know I did this last week, guys, but I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to have a camera there broadcasting that I'm lying in wait for AJ to show or for Shane to show up so I can do the exact same thing I did last week. Like, I, I mean, I, good, good for them for at least calling out Daniel, talking to Shane and them, you know, working their way around it. That was, but I thought a that little was idiotic on AJ's part. Yeah, because no one did it the week before when he came out into the stadium and said, "Hey, I'm going to wait for Shane McMahon in in the parking garage." Like, not one person in the arena has his number. Be like, you know, Shane, I just want to give you a heads up. I'm glad they finally did it this week for him. Like, nobody likes Shane to give him a head up. Like, this guy deserves a beating. Well, the, the, what about the fact Renee goes backstage and is like, AJ, Shane's in the ring. <laughs> like, that was great. Yeah. I liked it. It's very interesting. Uh, so all in all, what what sort of your final thought on uh, SmackDown Live proper last night? Uh, one more show to go till WrestleMania. This the last time I was on, I I complained, I nitpicked, I get it, I nitpicked that it became stale and that we were too immersed in this road to WrestleMania. But they changed it up. They made it funny. They got back a little bit to what SmackDown was. It was a little bit funny, a lot different than what Raw was. I really thought. You know what? If, if this is the because I had asked you guys, are we worried about SmackDown after WrestleMania? If these are the shows we're going to get week in and week out, totally different show. Back to what SmackDown kind of was in my mind. I thought it was great and funny. I think SmackDown will be freed post WrestleMania to do what they want, tell the story they want to tell. Because once we get done with Mania, they've got seven weeks till their pay per view. Um, after that. You know, so they they've got plenty of time to set things in motion, regardless of who the champ is coming out of mania, whether it's Bray or Randy. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot they can do with it. Let's talk about talking smack last night. We had uh, Dean Ambrose showing up, calling out Baron Corbin. We had John Cena showing up uh, with Nikki Bella that closed talking smack. Um, and then we had also the Usos showing up and talking about their championship. What did you make of the Usos? Uh, pestering daniel bryan there about wanting to face bullet club at, at wrestlemania was that a shoot was that just a, a throwaway like i thought that was kind of out of nowhere i thought it was good i yeah. thought it was good and you know you never know when when they're setting something up or putting us up and i think this that segment was to make us believe that anything can happen on talking's back i yeah. I, I think that's that was it'll never happen but it was one of those segments to go, anything can happen, guys. These guys are free to say whatever they want, whether it's scripted or not. Here, here is their safe haven to talk wrestling. And I kind of got that feeling from that Usos that, you know, they're kind of a little more free and maybe less scripted on Talking Smack. I may be wrong. I'm I'm not a smart mark here, guys. I'm just a wrestling fan. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting. They're calling them Bullet Club last night. Not the club, not Gallows and Anderson. 
it, Bullet Club. It's it's to get you know it's to give us that anything can happen feel on talking smack and that's kind of what I like about talking smack. Yeah, times. Uh, I enjoyed their whole promo with the hall pass thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the whole episode last night. Talking smack to me is is the best note to go out on. You know, for watching uh, the main WWE USA Network programming each week, it's like just a great way to finish things up. Um, love the Daniel Bryan. Like it's, it's like he couldn't resist it. Someone told him not to mention it, but mentioning the hold harmless agreement that uh, yeah. Triple H said Seth Rollins will be signing. That that was good. It, it once again, you know, you you have that whole different feel on that show, and I, I like it. Can can I ask you a question? This is something yeah. for three podcasts now that I've done with you. I've wanted to ask it throughout. <laughs> wrapping this up. Are you scared about the upcoming draft? I know this has nothing to do about anything, but as a wrestling fan going forward. I'm a little bit worried about this upcoming draft. I feel like, and I, I know this is probably just me that they should do it like the NFL or, or another sports where they protect most of the roster, mm-hmm. throw everybody back, and then give us a couple of surprise free agents to keep the symmetry going on each show. Because I think if you open this up to everybody and they all switch, you know, you may ruin what SmackDown Life has built. I think there could be a couple tweaks. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see, um, you know, maybe AJ move over to Raw. Uh, I would love to see Sammy move over to SmackDown. I think there's a couple moves they can make. Um, I don't want to see them put all the women on one show, but I think maybe the tag teams, I don't know, the tags and the cruiserweights, maybe uh, switch things up a little bit. It's weird. uh, Some people in the chat are mentioning it, but what's, I mean, all this rumor about Roman going to SmackDown, like that seems weird to me. I would be okay with that. And I'm not a Roman Reigns fan or a defender, but I'm a guy that that understands, you know, now they're going to try to push him. In 20 years, as, as one of my buddies who used to be in TNA said, will we remember Roman Reigns in 20 years, whether we cheer him or boo him? No. I, I think in 20 years, we'll remember that time where, you know, Roman Reigns was pushed, but he will not be known as one of the greatest wrestlers. But on a small show like SmackDown, where you may have a little bit more freedom to tweak his character, I think it would be a good move to put him on the B show, maybe rehabilitate his image with some out-of-the-box thinking. Yeah, I mean, if he does have that heel turn, I think SmackDown would be a good place for him to, to exercise that. Although, SmackDown is going to be lacking baby faces. Um, I don't even think you need to turn him heel. I've, I used yeah. to be in that thinking, but the more and more I look at Roman Reigns, I just think you need to put him in more situations where you have a beloved wrestler just getting their butt kicked. Then you have <laughs> kind of come out and save the day. You need to put him in more of those spots to and slowly build his, you know, baby face image back up. But, you know, wrestling WWE, they're trying to hit these one time home runs with Roman Reigns, baby face moves. And I just don't think it, I think it needs to be, you know, nurtured along. You know what I thought was really interesting last night is the Usos, right? The dark Usos, since uh, they they got this new gimmick, they changed their theme music. Um, they attacked American Alpha back before the first tag title uh, match in that tournament. And now we're seeing the Usos kind of being a tweener, you know, in the sense that, okay, they're heels, but they're also smart alecky. I mean, they're, and they're pulling it off, right? I mean, it's like they did those intense promos, but then last time talking smack, it's like they got the belt. So the Usos are faces again, you know, uh, which I thought was very interesting and uh, how they're doing it. And I don't understand why with Roman that's failed every time they've tried to do it. You know, uh, Matt Morgan 
called it out before in terms of uh, Roman that they give him these lines like he's Fonzie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trying to do sort of the badass uh, hero, but he just doesn't pull it off. You know, but the Usos, I think, uh, did a more compelling job last night in being able to be likable, even though, you know, they've they've gone back and forth. Hey, Raj is back. Uh, Raj, we're getting ready to wrap up here. But sort of what were your final thoughts on uh, Talking Smack last night? Uh, I thought uh, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was it was really good. It wasn't as newsworthy worthy as some of the other episodes, but uh, I thought the Usos promo was great uh, about them name dropping the Bullet Club. A lot of people yeah. asked me about that. I think that was just off the cuff. They were just going off. You can tell Usos are unscripted in that environment and them, you know, uh, messing with Daniel Bryan. Like, not a, obviously, that's not scripted. Um, what was Daniel Bryan's hip hop name? Sweet Beats. Sweet Beats. You could tell that was something that he came up with on the fly. So uh, don't read too much into it. Young Bucks are under a long term contract with uh, <laughs> ROH and New Japan. So yeah. So anyway, See, uh, and I, I was also going to say let's yeah. get, let's get some of these questions once we're oh, done yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. SmackDown and everything. You know, I uh, so everyone get your questions in the chat. There, get your questions in the comments, and we will answer them. I see. I thought they were referencing Gallows and Anderson, and that's how little attention the Usos pay to to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it could, yeah, it could have been. I mean, that you could tell they were just off the cuff. But well, yeah. with, oh, go ahead. I was going to so, so okay. So speaking about this, this is what I was wondering last night. The Usos, the Hall Pass promo and Cena's promo, he cut at the end there. How much of each of those do you think was prompter? Because it seemed like they were both almost perfect with a couple little stumbles towards the end. So I was curious, what do you think as far as that those being scripted on Talking Smack? Well, they don't really script the interviews on Talking Smack. Yeah. They just you tell them which direction to go. And Cena can just go. I mean, he he has his direction. Yeah. And he just went with, I mean, he's, you, you see him just on his feet. He could cut a great promo just, you know, just on the spot. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that was just, uh, you know, I'm sure that he kind of had in mind what he wanted to say and where he wanted to go. And he, you know, he went with it. Yeah. I thought both were very, very good. Last what, what was the other one you said, Cena and who else? Uh, the Usos when they did the whole hall pass thing. I mean, oh, I think that was just them. You know. that that was very good. If that was on the fly. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to see uh, Usos get more mic time and, and uh, be themselves more on SmackDown because I think uh, they could really get over with that. Yeah. Well, that was the thing last night. I mean, it was just like uh, I left over. was like, these guys feel like faces to me again now that they got the titles. I mean, they were just so overjoyed. Yeah, and they kind of con- congratulated American Alpha there as well. Yeah, it was definitely different, but not bad. Not in a bad way. So, Raj, what do we got uh, question-wise? All right, guys, uh, shoot over some of your questions. Let's, let's go through some of these. Um, Den- hey, Dennis, what do you think of the uh, the Nikki, uh, the Maurice and Miz segments with the, the last episode? You you were you were gone by then, but I loved it. It made me laugh and because as a wrestling fan, it was funny. I made the point that if you were not a wrestling fan, you were outside of watching, you would not have thought it was funny. But as a person that probably watches the product every week, you thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Someone's asking if Kota Ibushi is a freelancer, why can't he just appear at WrestleMania to face Neville instead of Aries, who should not be in the cruiserweight division? Well, you don't want someone not under contract to uh, appear in a title match on one of your biggest shows of the year. Um, and yeah, exactly. So you'd rather have that to to someone under under contract, because in theory, Kota Ibushi then could appear at WrestleMania, get you know, get a bunch of buzz, and then be at the next impact tapings or, or ROH. So, uh, so it may make sense not to 
put people in high spots that aren't under contract. And isn't that the biggest complaint right now is that they bring in part-time wrestlers anyways. Now you bring in one shot wrestlers <laughs> right. he is just as less as a part-time wrestler. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now that being said, I could see them using Kota Ibushi here and there on 205 Live. Uh, but, you know, just using him as a, as a job guy is, is, doesn't seem worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you could sign him to a short-term contract, I'm sure he'd be up for that. If you do a three-month program and, uh, you know, with Neville eventually, you know, with Neville going over, I think, I think that would work. Uh, someone's asking, can Kevin Owens have an eventual baby face turn and potentially be the top face? What do you guys think? Well, he does literally have a baby face, so I feel that he's in a better position there. But I don't know, man. That would be quite a, quite a turn given everything he's done the last couple of years. I think you put him in baby face situations and let him be Kevin Owens. I, I, I don't know if Kevin Owens will be ever be a true heel or a true baby face, but Kevin Owens will still be a true Kevin Owens. Does that make sense or is that too like literal? Yeah, whoa, that was weird. You were like completely dark there for a second. Look like a, the, a Marvel the, villain. Yeah, the anonymous commentator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I can't see him being the top face, um, but I could definitely see him being a baby face. I I just, uh, you know, we just would have to see how he tweaks his character. You see how Chris Jericho tweaked his character once he turned baby face. You know, and he's just. He, you got to be able to make those adjustments. AJ Styles, it wouldn't be difficult for him to make those adjustments because he's so over because of his in-ring ability, and the fans are the fans really want him. So I, I see him turning babyface before Kevin Owens. I think it would also diminish his stature a little bit at this point if Owens uh, turned face because I think that it would make it because he is a guy that looks young. Um, you know him; he has. That idea we talked about is, you know, what Russo doesn't like, but this idea that it's like he looks like the fans. He is one of the fans who wanted to do this and got really good at it and proved himself in the ring. And I think that to do that turn with him would, yeah, just diminish him in stature because now they have him as this badass, you know, prize fighter. He will probably be the closest to this generation Stone Cold Steve Austin where everybody cheered Stone Cold, whether he was a face or a heel. And I can see Kevin Owens doing something like that. I gotta say this this program with Jericho is working for him as a, as far as making him more of a heel. He he gets far more booze uh, than he did before and 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 less cheer. So it, it it's effective in that realm. Someone's asking if will Sammy uh, Zayn and Samoa Joe be involved in the Triple H Seth Rollins match? I personally, if the, I could see Samoa Joe, I don't see Sammy. If they do use somebody else, uh, another baby face, I could see it being Finn Balor running in for a save or something like that. But uh, I, I don't think they see Sammy uh, for that kind of uh, in that high profile match. I think Sammy will be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It was very interesting on Raw this week. I mean, they put him in that opening segment and then it could have they, they had a good chance to bury him when he got into the match with Samoa Joe. But because they made it competitive, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I tune in each week. I have no clue how the WWE feels about Sami Zayn based on how they're booking him. It's very all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's all over the place. I think it's been consistent. What is this idea? Like, we're featuring him, but we're not letting him get wins, but we're not burying him or squashing him altogether. We're developing a story. It's it's very... uh, Yeah, they've been been doing that since the beginning with him, though. Yeah. Well, for a while, he just sort of wasn't on TV. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, they're they're bringing him back in the spotlight. But yeah, that could very well change once uh, Balor's back. Someone's noting that Maurice looked good with dark hair. I thought she looked hotter as Nikki Bella than, yeah. than she usually does. Yes. 
And that, that, that's not saying she doesn't look hot otherwise, but I, I agree. I thought she looked really good with dark hair. Um, will Kevin Dunn be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame by Jim Cornette? Oh boy. That's, that's a good one. Probably <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, uh, you know, again, I think they should do a, uh, like the Oscars, they have the technical awards where they hand out a bunch of different, you know, bunch of different awards to people, but they do it really fast and, and kind of get it out of the way. I, I think WWE should do that for behind the scenes employees like Jim Johnson, you know, the music guy, you know, referees and things like that. Yeah. You know, Earl Hebner, even though he's with TNA right now, but you know, guys, guys like that, that have really been with the company forever that should get some sort of recognition. Oh, you know, one thing we should talk about, uh, since God, it's a week away, everyone. WrestleMania is a week away. The festivities starting. Um, the matches that were announced that are going to be at Access. I thought that was interesting. So, Raj, they're bringing in uh, some wrestlers from other promotions. Yeah, Progress, ICW, you know, to kind of help with the UK championships. And, uh, yeah, they're having the UK title. I mean, it just shows where they see the UK title right now. You know, it's, it's not even on the pre-show. Or you know, on the NXT card. So. Yeah, yeah, it is is uh, puzzling. But I'll tell you, last year at Axis, I mean, they had a lot of NXT matches going. I don't I'm trying to think of anyone from the main roster dropped in when I was there, but it wasn't really announced. You didn't know if you were going to be seeing like you know, Patrick and um, oh, try the uh, one of the other guy, uh, guys uh, from NXT. You know, just names that you weren't as familiar with, people that weren't on TV. Versus then, they would have some people that you'd seen before but it wasn't anything huge last year at access it was just sort of thrown in although they did tape three episodes of nxt on a saturday yeah which was pretty cool right someone's asking who we think will be the new gm of raw huh i think it's going to be angle right i mean that's what everyone is saying speculating rumor has it i mean Uh, kurt doesn't think that right now uh (laughs) he's still taking you know I actually have an interview with them scheduled after WrestleMania, and I know WWE will nix that as soon as you know they decide to use him. So that's not saying he's not going to be the Raw GM, um, but right now he sincerely doesn't. I mean, does not seem to have any uh, WWE role that he believes is lined up after WrestleMania. I don't well, know, does sorry. Raw need a GM? I, I don't know if that was what you were going to ask, uh, and I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, there. no, no. Um, well, I think for the story it does. You can't have it be that Stephanie and Triple H are, are the de facto authority again, which I love how that just sort of sprung back up out of nowhere um, to, to really have them reclaim their power. You don't set up that story and then be like, there's no one to oppose them, right? Can you I mean, go with two face GMs in a row, though? After seeing how this one quickly, by the way, broke down into you're fired. Um, yeah, I mean, you had that anyway. Um uh, yeah, I mean, I could see them doing. I, I honestly, the Kurt Angle makes a lot of sense, but WWE usually when they replace GMs, it's somewhere, you know, it's somebody lower and lower each time. You know, like mm. they'll bring in Mike Adamley or uh, <laughs> Teddy Long. Like before Mick Foley and before they did this reboot, uh, the GMs sucked after the beginning when it was you know Ric Flair and uh, who who was it at the at the beginning. Uh, Eric Bischoff and Stephanie McMahon, mm. were the original two GMs, and then by the end you had the anonymous Raw GM, and <laughs> and, and then no offense to Vicky Guerrero, I thought she was good in her role, but as far as star power went, it, you know, it just kept going down. So uh, usually don't see them going up. I hope I'm wrong. I think Kurt Angle could be great in that role, but 
I think for him to be really good in that role, he can't have Stephanie around, bossing him around and, and uh, you know, constantly putting him down. Or I think they're going to set it up more with a faction, a rebellious faction. And maybe that is what um, we see Seth, Sammy, you know, everyone that sort of got punished. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe they, because they haven't really been doing much in terms of factions or stables lately. So maybe there's an opportunity there to have conflict. I don't see that happening. I see Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. It seems clear yeah. they're they're headed that way. So uh, someone's asking, who do you put with Nakamura for his first rivalry? Mm. Man, I would love that to be Samoa Joe, seeing them go again. But I think that well, but NXT doesn't really count, right? So I think that that would be easy for them to just repeat that. Yeah, I think you want him. I just don't think it's the time to beat Samoa Joe yet. Mm. So and you want to put him with someone that he can beat. Uh, that you know that would put him over so braun <laughs> yeah, yeah uh if it's on raw um i don't know what do you think dennis uh, you know in my teeny little brain if i were to try to do this i may put him with somebody returning from an injury like you know here comes nakamura here comes somebody from an injury whether it be finn or whatever and then say, you know, have them both say we're now number one contenders and have them fight it out to see who goes on to the next guy. But that might be how you would do it if I if it was me, like, you know, Nakamura is this guy who's, you know, highly touted NXT champion coming up to the main roster. That thing comes out and then you have them face off to see, you know, something like that, maybe. I, I again, you you've. I, I think Nakamura coming in as number one content instantly a number one contender would be tough to do um, with, you know, the main roster fans don't know who he is yet. I almost think if he ends up on SmackDown, I know AJ is an obvious choice, but I, I don't think he'd do that right off the bat. I think he'd give him someone to introduce him, someone like the Miz that introduces his character. Uh, the Miz could, you know, constantly, you know, do the insulting and Nakamura beats the crap out of him. And it's someone Nakamura can beat, and then you move on to like an AJ Styles or, or, or you know, a Bray Wyatt and a Randy Orton. Mm, maybe. Yeah, it's exciting, though. The great thing is that two weeks, two weeks from today, we could be looking at an entirely different set, you know, playing field. Yeah, exactly. Someone's asking when Finn Balor will be back on Raw. It's obviously going to be soon. He's been working live events. Uh, I mean, I would be surprised if it's after the raw after wrestlemania if it's any time after that i'd be shocked yeah so what do you think um before we wrap it up here what do you think about mania how are your feelings on it now dennis i'll go to you first where's the star power that's the when i think of this year's wrestlemania my question is where's the star power uh, and i know it was maybe was supposed to be shaquille o'neal and that uh, happened didn't happen it, it looks like it's definitely out the window now but there's you know, you have New Day as a host. I, to, to me, that was a questionable booking when you book someone on the current war roster as the host of WrestleMania. And I'm not even worried about the Xavier Woods thing. That doesn't even bother me. It's it's WrestleMania was built on star power. Every year there was somebody there. And this year it just kind of feels like they, you know, maybe not card-wise, but uh, the pomp and circumstance-wise, they're just kind of milling it in. Yeah, how weird is it that The Rock has a movie coming out two weeks later and hasn't been announced for WrestleMania to do anything? Well, they, they didn't. I mean, if he's going to be at WrestleMania, he's not wrestling. Yeah, Even his wrestling days are over. So, you know, last year they didn't announce Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. I think you want to keep some guys a surprise. And I'm personally fine with The Rock not showing up this year because he, you know, 
just showing up year after year and, and not doing anything. Uh, I think it's good to give a break for a couple of years, come back. So it's that much more of a surprise as, as, a, as opposed to an expected thing. But uh, with this year's WrestleMania, if you look up and down the card, it's not bad. I mean, even no. Cena and Miz sounded like a, you know, Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice sounded like it was a joke when it was announced or when it was rumored. But the Miz has turned it into something. I mean, it's 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 actually, you know, something interesting. So if you go up and down the card, it's it's a pretty decent card. I know people have their problems with Lesnar versus Goldberg, but you've got Undertaker versus Reigns is uh, is an interesting match. Um, AJ versus Shane. I know there's other people you could put, you know, AJ with that would be a better match. But you know, Boss's son. It shows that AJ they. They see highly of him to put him against the boss's son. So that is something. Um, Seth Rollins versus Triple H should be really good. Um, Neville versus Aries if they're given time. So, uh, you know, as far as a top to bottom card, it's not bad. There's just something missing. And um, there's just no, there's no match that stands out as like a dream match and, and, yeah. and hasn't been presented as like you have to see this. Even Triple H versus Sting I thought had more of a, a dream match quality than anything on the show so um yeah that's that's been the problem for me it's going to be huge you know there's they sold out five nights in a row uh for mania weekend but there, um there's, there's just something missing a, there's not even a money in the bank you know that we have to worry is someone going to cash it in i mean it just oh. seems like it's it's lacking a couple of the just a little bit things that make wrestlemania wrestlemania yeah but at the same time, I don't think it's it's bad. I feel better about it now than I did a couple of weeks ago because they've made me care about a lot of this going into it. Yeah, um, and then before we wrap up real yeah. quick, someone mentioned it should have been Taker versus Cena. I kind of agree. I think that probably would have been a dream match that could have put this card over the top. Um, but, you know, if I guess they just don't want Cena in that position if he's leaving in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Not even a couple of weeks. Uh, one last little note, Raj, because I, I want to know, because I finished it last night. So Southpaw Regional Wrestling, what have you heard behind the scenes? Is there going to be more of it? Oh, I haven't heard anything about them having more. I, it was something they just did for fun. I think it was, I thought it was fantastic, but that's a joke that could wear out pretty quickly. Yeah, you know. but we've only had four episodes of it. Right. You know? And they left it open for more. And these weren't long episodes. I don't think this was a production right. intensive effort. Yeah, exactly. And look, I'd like to see more of it. And I think as a, as a network exclusive. Um, but it wasn't even on the network. It was on YouTube, no, which I thought I know, was very I think interesting. You could do it as a network. I think it, it had to do with, you know, the tie in with KFC. Uh, they sponsored it and they want as many eyeballs on it as they could. So putting it on YouTube where, you know, everyone can see it. Uh, so that was the idea behind it. But, you know, I think i'd rather see that than ride along and you know some of these other shows that they're doing ride along can be in, you know entertaining sometimes but uh camp wwe and all these i'd rather i'd rather have more of that or stuff like that i'm sure we'll know a lot more in a week uh or so when they start airing the promos during mania but what have you heard about upcoming stuff for the network that they're producing anything uh edge and christian just got another season yeah that they're filming right now um can't really think of anything else. I mean, they got a bunch of those the twenty four specials coming out. Yeah, and, I saw and that. those look pretty good. Um, but yeah, cool, man. I mean, again, we'll know more at Mania. I'm sure they're going to have some announcements coming out of Access next week. 
Tune into Wrestling Inc. Check out everything there for the latest news. And of course, we'll be back here Monday night myself, Raj, Matt Morgan, talking about the Go Home Raw. And we'll be back here next Wednesday talking about the Go Home SmackDown. And then, of course, coverage of TakeOver and WrestleMania itself live immediately after the events conclude on the Wrestling Inc. website. Released as podcast, released as YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. Guys, anything else before we take this home? Don't. Thank you for letting me back on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on at the last minute there, Dennis. And, and yeah. sorry guys about the technical issues. Uh it's all sorted out now and hopefully everything will be back to normal on Monday. It was nuts. Cool, cool. So you can follow each of us individually on Twitter. Check the show notes on Wrestling Inc. for our handles. And until next time, everybody, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Oh. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.